I ordered in Wisconsin once a bacon double cheeseburger with mustard and ketchup only. And the waitress, this is in the shadow of Lambeau Field, the waitress took two steps away, then pivoted and said, now, darling, when you say mustard and ketchup only, does that mean you don't want the butter? And I'm like, it's a bacon double cheeseburger. I think I'm all right there, right? Like, I think I've already committed to, you know, wherever they're going to wheel me into after the meal. I don't need butter, you know, melted on top of it. So she said, all right, suit yourself, walked away. And then everybody else at the table was like, man, that was a big miss. You should have gotten the butter. Oh, my God. Gross. I'm just saying, you know, those people live a long time up there and you've upset the balance. It must be the cold, like keeps the blood thick naturally. I don't know. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to What's on Joe Mind, a fancast about the world of G.I. Joe. This is episode number 119. We're getting into December, so it's, of course, our annual barely-themed holiday episode. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. With me tonight, the lovely and talented Joe Colton. Good evening, everybody. You didn't. You give me no props for actually referring to you as lovely and talented for a change. Nothing. No, I could punch you in the throat, but we're still early in the episode. Uh, look, Christmas is coming. Santa's watching. I am already on that naughty list. Sorry. All, right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I guess that's understandable. <laughs> also joining us this evening, it's a season of of lots of reds and greens. So I mean, we of course had to to red up. With Mark Weber, everyone's favorite Christmas elf. If uh, when when you're baking in the evening, you it, or rather when you're baking in the kitchen, you are the ginger, <laughs> you are either one. <laughs> when you're baking in the evening, baby, that ain't uh, that's special. When you're baking in the kitchen, you are the gingerbread man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more of a doing the dishes kind of guy, but that's all right. <laughs> so do you supervise the baking at least? Uh, you know what? I am not a bad cook, actually. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give that to myself. So, But my daughter, the lovely Elizabeth, is 10 years old and loves to bake. Uh-huh. So she's quick to come in and go, Dad, you sure you know you got this? <laughs> I'll hand over the spatula. I know what I'm being condescended to by a 10-year-old. That's how my sister got started back in the day. Now she's she's 37 and still playing the same trick. So, you know. There you go. Yeah. St- start them young. Yeah. She is a fantastic baker. She is currently in Paris at Le Cordon Bleu Baking Very College nice. or whatever it's called. So at least for a couple more days. And then she'll finally get her blue belt. She will be a blue belt. Okay. It's a big deal, man. That it is, is a big huge deal, deal yeah. Good for her. I, I don't think Mark was around for it, but I, of course, 
encouraged Joe Colton to follow those particular adventures on Instagram, which I doubt she did. I don't do anything you tell me to do. Look, I'm trying to send you pictures of delicious pastry, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> Stow it, fat man. You keep your pastry over there. Whatever. Is that how I am? Uh, apparently. Trying to drum up a little grassroots marketing for my sister at baking college. French mm-hmm. baking college. And where did it go? Nowhere. So you wanted her to plug the damn chef? Well, <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably asking for too much because she doesn't plug anything. Yeah. No. Ever. Phrasing. No, I think we're good on that one. I think we're good on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a little bit. Uh, November was, was a little busy. We didn't get together as we normally do. Our fans were left with only rack time to fill their listening hours. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Joe Colton. How was November? How was Turkey Day? So American Thanksgiving was good. I got two Thanksgivings. You're an American oh. now. It's just Thanksgiving. Well, I celebrate both, one for the harvest and the other for the killing of Indians. Look, I'm, I'm all for two Thanksgivings. Look, right, let, let me get that on the table right now. But as okay. an American, it is officially Canadian Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. This threw me so off. I was like, brain, oh. You're getting all political and you're talking about killing Indians and stuff and right. without even thinking that it's Native Americans, thank you. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be Native Canadians, though? No, because it's from, they're Native to North America. Oh, okay, I guess that's fair. Yes. Very American of you to think it's just Americans. Right, right. <laughs> I, actually, I was, I was going more for a Canadian mindset and trying to figure out what Canadian Thanksgiving is about. Molson. Oh, I thought it was about that last Stanley Cup win in 94. Oh! <laughs> was it 93? Might have been 93. You're not even the one in hockey town, Mark. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm the one living in hockey town. Yeah, and, and I'm the guy trapped behind enemy lines in New England. Yeah. Yeah, how's that feel? It's awesome. And, and by the way, you've never seen a region as depressed as New England when, God forbid, the Patriots lose two in a row. <gasps> All right. Speaking as a Giants fan, must be nice to get depressed over two losses in a row. Yeah, how is that XFL going? Uh, starting in February. You guys got a head start. Let's go Battle Hawks. Listen, you can't, neither one of you can say anything unless you're in Redskins Town or Ravens Town. Yeah. Take your pick. I, I worked in sports radio in D.C. back when Dan Snyder was the new owner, and they thought, this is going to be great. <laughs> Fools. He's a big fan. Oh, boy. He's... There he is. Yep. Yeah. You can't see me, but I'm giving you a thumbs up. Ah, uh, I dig it. <laughs> Although, you know, if you're on the Maryland side of things there, Joe, so it can't be that bad being in yeah. Ravens country. I mean, not, they're, no. They're, they're pretty I, no. darn good. I'm a Nationals fan, not an Orioles fan, and I'm a Caps fan. Not bad. We've been pretty good. 
they they have won recently. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. They are the 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 team that that terrorized me as a child. Right. Because I was afraid of defenseman Rod Langway. Mm-hmm. As I should be. I think if I ran into Rod Langway today, I would still be terrified of him. He's a huge wall of skating meat, ready to punch me in the face repeatedly. You felt like he was going to jump off the ice and say, today is the day. You never rule that stuff out, man. I suppose that's true. Never rule that stuff out. I was uh, growing up on Long Island in the middle of that Islanders dynasty. The, we, we feared one man, and it was Rod Langway, simply because he would his thunderous frozen turkey fists could put out any one of our guys at a moment's notice. <laughs> so, Mark Weber, how was Turkey Day in the Weber household? Uh, we had in-laws in town, uh, and that's my wife's parents, who were wonderful. But the trick is, neither Michelle or I really know how to cook the big turkey ourselves. Mm. <laughs> so, so we haven't had one in years. So they came to visit, and they're like, yo, when do we get in the turkey? And we're like, well, funny story. Uh, if you guys want to cook it, I'd be happy to to select the bird. So we ended up, we, we got it all set, and then... And my father-in-law was ready to cook the turkey. And he goes, where is the turkey baster? I'm like, well, we have a vague memory, a very vague memory of using it to squirt soapy water at the kids when they were like two years old in the bathtub in Arizona. And that's the last memory we have of it. So so my my enduring memory of, of Thanksgiving 2019 will be father-in-law Dave reaching way too far into a really hot oven to yeah. try to spoon some of the broth back on top of the bird from getting it to be too dry. So eventful, I guess. That's uh, the short story. He's pampered if he's looking for turkey baster. I have cooked many a turkey with nary a baster in sight. It's a little bit of a shameful moment for me as the man of the house and the master of the feast and the host to go, yeah, we don't have that. You're a failure Sorry as a provider, that. clearly. Sorry about, Sorry about that. But you know Christmas is coming. So. <laughs> it's right on the list. Yep, right on, right on top there. You can get to Target and get your Pampered Chef $12 turkey baster. Mm. Now we're talking. Mm. I don't know if... I don't know if I've been that good, but we can hope. <laughs> Nothing says stocking stuffer like kitchen gadgets. There you go. How about the holidays? Any big plans coming up? For me, and, and Joe falls in a, in a similar basket here, a little uh, peek inside the, you know Camp Weber. My birthday is the day before Christmas, so we are looking forward to ignoring it again this year. Excellent. <laughs> And I'm turning 25, 28, but I'm getting old. (laughs) I have one brother, big brother, Mike, who's three years and one day older than me. And if you do that math, that means we do Mike's birthday on the 23rd, mine on the 24th and then Christmas. So it is a, uh, it is a festival of celebration in the Weber home. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because you're, Judging by your complexion, your family is incredibly Irish. <laughs> so conceiving all those children around St. Patrick's Day makes sense. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess you could uh, ring that. Together. When I when I uh, lament my unfortunate day of birth around my mom, who's actually visiting and maybe listening, 
Oh, there she is. Uh, uh, hey, yeah. So I did the call. I say, boy, it sure is great having a birthday on December 24th. And she goes, you are five weeks early. <laughs> and I'm like, look, if you have the option to get one more Christmas in your life, wouldn't you take it? Exactly. I just did it on day two. So you ring that one out there, man. Not my fault. That is so. shrewd planning by Baby Weber. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I got a plethora of gifts El Wapo. It was a celebration like you wouldn't believe. Nice find on the El Wapo there. That's that's good stuff. Right? Well, well done. Well done. So that's what we'll be doing. We'll be celebrating the two birthdays. My mom's visiting, which is always nice. She comes all the way out from Oregon. My dad and brother will come up from Jersey. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal. We don't get a ton of visitors way out in Rhode Island because um, most of our family is back west. So whenever people come out to visit, it is, it's a big deal, and we dig it. For everybody at home, today we are recording this on December 13. So, Joe Colton, that means we are in the countdown of when you pile into the car and drive to Canada. Yes. So this year I am actually going to be going because I don't have to – stay in country because of citizenship requests because last year customs and immigration had sent me a letter saying you're going to have an appointment for your citizenship documentation the day after christmas at 1 30 nice yes and if you change the date or don't show up it will in in caps and bold and underlined delay you uh, from getting your citizenship. So I have my passport. Uh, I have my citizenship. So we are definitely going. We'll be leaving next week. And I'm piling Wes and William in the car, and we're heading up Canada. Good Lord. So Wes didn't have to give up his seat for William? No. Because <laughs> I've heard that was an issue lately. Hey, he voluntarily gave up his seat to a Christmas party. All right, fair enough. He won't be doing it again. Does does Wes get a cookie for the drive? <laughs> yes. I have to make snacks for them both. Look, that's fair. You're dragging yes. them off to Canada. That's fair. Yeah. Well, it's it's snow country. They'll see bears and deer, foxes, possible wolves. That's That's reward enough. And snow. But no Stanley Cup. No Stanley Cup. Listen, you. <laughs> that's, that's in my country. <laughs> I like the idea that you're packing snacks for them, like and maybe maybe games and, you know, puzzles. and. I've downloaded uh, a Star Trek audiobook and a murder mystery audiobook, which I know they both will like. So it's a, a 10 to 13 hour drive up. Because of like, if there's a snowstorm, we'll obviously slow down, and if it's a whiteout, then we're definitely slowing down. So I have to keep them entertained. Perhaps several episodes of What's on Joe Mind. Yes. Oh, there you perhaps. go. Can they actually hear the audiobook with their heads out the window and their tongues <laughs> wagging in the wind? <laughs> God, I hope they're not doing that while driving. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Here in Stanley Cup country, we got possums and armadillos and methamphetamine. You are so lucky Mark is on the phone. 
Otherwise, I would have been swearing by now. <laughs> really, that shouldn't stop you. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> That's a lie. But that movie... it is a lie. But I'm trying. <laughs> That's a complete lie. That is a sham, and a travesty, and a mockery. It is a travesty mockery. <laughs> what are you doing? I got to work that week. I'm not doing nothing. Really? No, no seeing the folks or the brother or the sister or anything? No. My sister's going to be in France until after New Year's. Okay. Um, my younger brother just bought a house and isn't settled in yet, so he's not hosting, certainly. And I don't... I, I guess Rob's going to see my dad, but, you know, whatever. I, I haven't uh, figured out what everybody else's plans are because I know that my plans are non-existent. So that's how it goes sometimes. Mm. I got well, if, you find, if you find you have a lot of time, I've heard Arrow Season 3 is good. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've heard the opposite. I'm going to skip it and go right to Arrow Season 4. I think it's 3, 6, and 7 are kind of the high-water marks. Yeah. I thought it was four, six, and seven were the high water mark. No, four four was garbage. Uh, see, I don't know. I'll ask Rob about it too. I'll get his input. Maybe I'll take an average of the numbers and I don't know. There's some math involved, I'm sure. See, we just gave you something to do over the holiday. <laughs> I'll have I'm plenty. Sorry. I made a mistake. <laughs> I was I just screamed at him. I said, What is the one of the seasons again? He says, One Two, five, and seven. Oh. So I, yeah. made a, I made an error. <laughs> just, just a bit. You're trying to lead Mark Weber down the, the path of an right? inferior season's despair. So you don't you don't have Alexa to just ask random questions to, but you do have Wes. I do. <laughs> He's my Alexa. He there also you go. gives me sometimes the wrong answer. <laughs> Wrist lock. What are the good series seasons of Arrow? The wrist lock, Wes Whitlock. He must be all hyped up for next season. Oh. Yeah, I'm really happy it's ending. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) See, now you know how I felt about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Good God. My favorite one ever was after Lost had driven away 80% of their viewership that their advertising for the last season was the final season. Like, (laughs) come on, you've been with us this far. Like, you're not going to jump off now, are you? You know, the 20% of you that are left, we promise we're going to, we're going to wrap it all up. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be just another exercise of 13 episodes of chain yanking and garbage. No, not at all. I made sure to check out Damon Lindelof's Watchmen series and, Gave it one episode and went, yeah, same guy. Mm, I hear oh, good really? things about that. Though. Still I mad at him. Anything. Still mad at him. I haven't watched it though, so I've heard good things. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't watched. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to uh, ruin it, or uh, so I certainly won't spoil it. But yeah, look, I, I was excited enough, and uh, season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel dropped. I was like, what the hell? Where did this come from? Right. I had no idea it was coming. Love that show more than I probably should. It's fantastic. How would you rank it on a scale of zero to Weber? Mm. I would say that is uh, it is 0.78 Webers. 
Ooh, that's not bad. That's good. It's not Mandalorian good, but it's... Uh, that's it's, good. Which yeah, I haven't seen. I have not seen. Oh. <gasps> right? Yeah. I don't have the Disney Plus yet. Again, after New Year's, let's get a couple checks in, and then, then we'll then we'll worry about upgrading our streaming services. Yeah. All right. That's fair. It was not a time to be adding new expenses, no matter how small they were. You got to pick your shots. They had like a one-week free trial. You got to do six days of that and then hit the ripcord. Ah, see, I'm far too lazy for that. Yeah, I guess that's, I there's a lot, of, like that's a lot of work. Yeah, I would go back to it on day eight thinking it was day six, and by that point, it's it's, it's a moot point. That's how they get you. I, I figured I was just going to sign up for the WWE Network with get the free month, you know, and here we are 18 months later, still got the network. Yeah, but you also have superstar Bill Dundee and Bullet Bob Armstrong, so I would say advantage you. God willing. I have to go look for it, but I'll bet it's there. <laughs> I'll bet it's there. Let's move on to our next segment. Our first segment, I suppose. The Immortal. Joe Colton presents creepy fanboy messages straight from Losertown. And Joe Colton has dug deep into her personal mailbag to find... <laughs> A holiday-themed creepy fanboy message straight from Town. Yes. I don't know if it was that deep, but yes. There have been a a rise in the brave individuals this month. (laughs) You know what? Because we didn't have an episode. That's really what it was. And nobody wants to be alone for Christmas. Right. (laughs) Except Mike, maybe, I guess. Take... take I'll have my loneliness to keep me warm. Right. I can send you all my messages. Maybe you can converse with them. I don't think you'd like it if you send me your messages. <laughs> I would try to give my them terrible money. tips. <laughs> like the exact wrong thing to do. That's what I would be passing on to them as good advice. Oh, that actually might be entertaining. So, Only to a certain point. All right. So I had a, a recent message. I'm going to read it as it is written, and then we can discuss. I think you are drugs addict, but you are a model. I still went to sleep with you, but I want no relationship. I can be your sugar dad. I had a lot of money and can give you a lot of gifts for Christmas. I can help you get a new life. Are you interested in saving you? Can I make the first point? <laughs> the the yes. first discussion point. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Right. <laughs> I don't know what an edict is. And when I usually get these types of messages, I tend to send them back with corrected grammar and spelling. <laughs> Perhaps it's a drug edict. Right. As a good Canadian, just trying to be helpful. Um, <laughs> in that helping would, them communicate better. That would be a first. Trying. But wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you know, American cleared now, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> you have slipped the surly bonds of politeness. <laughs> right. I could just say, fuck you. Lord knows you wouldn't have done that before. <laughs> so I, I would have wished them a happy life 
and just calmly deleted and then blocked them. Look, I, I don't want to be the one to have to play idiot's advocate, but he almost salvaged it with the last line, right? <laughs> he had a lot of money and can get me lots of gifts. No, but didn't he ask if you were interested in saving you? Yes. Like, that's borderline compelling. Right. Right? If he'd have led with that. I want to help you save you. (laughs) He can only help those who help themselves. Right. (laughs) So I investigated, just out of curiosity, and I saw he had... 209 followers. On what platform is this? On Instagram. Okay. This is a problem <gasps> line. No, it's not a problem. It's just, it's either a scam or something. And I'm just like, I'm going to use this for our podcast instead of distance, just saying. Distance does make the heart grow fonder. Right. Did it appear that he had a lot of money? No. Oh. Had a lot of money. Had, right? Had. So this is basically Christmas themed because you have, in fact, received a fanboy message from Jesus? (laughs) He he only helps those who help themselves? Right. Correct. Yes. All right. You know, I was going to play along if there was going to be gifts involved, but he had money and I don't really think I need saving. I also am not a drugs addict, which is not a real word. You don't know what? We are all one bad day away from being a drugs addict. (laughs) True. (laughs) Oh, Lord. He still doesn't beat cotton, guy. No, no, that is the gold standard. I think we broke Gary Godso on that. Yeah. He also doesn't come close to the guy that was convinced at JoJoCon that I was Lady J. Mm. Well, he was just weird. He kind of crossed a line into almost scary. Yeah. He was a little too, a little too pushy. As in, as in the voice of Lady J? Or? No. He was convinced I was Lady J, and I dressed up as her all weekend. I don't have a Lady J costume. I tried to explain that to him, and he would not listen. Finally, I just went to Gary and Mike, and I said, can you guys please help me? There you go. Well, not to, you know, not to play matchmaker here, but maybe maybe the sugar dad can hook you up with a Lady J costume for Christmas. Right. I should ask him if he can get me a Lady J. And help you get your life together. Right. Help me help myself. Yeah, he seems like uh, he and his white horse are are just here to help. Right. Offering a ride on the white pony. He doesn't want a relationship. He just wants to be sugar dad. I mean, on you know, I I'm not really defending the guy, but I, I like the I like the truth in advertising. Mm. <laughs> right. He's putting it all out there. There's a right? level of honesty here. It's creepy. Yet tender fanboy message. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It feels like there's a couple of nuggets of truth in there, which are probably more than the going average mm-hmm. in a communique from Loser Town. So, especially the part about how he had past tense a lot of money. <laughs> mm. 
and can give me a lot of gifts for Christmas. Handmade, maybe, but... Maybe he's on uh, drugs at <laughs> Sounds like it. it was mixed, in, <laughs> mixed in the tub handmade. Right. I'm making jello. Past the tide all temperature. Gives it that uh, nutty uh, aftertaste. So mm. wonderful. So what exactly made that Christmas themed? Why was that the one you had to dig out when I asked you if you had any holiday themed letters? Uh, well, he... he... He sent me like, like a Christmas uh, box, like a not an emoji, like a a, a gif of a Christmas themed photo that had like sparkly lights and presents. Okay, so given you said that... he wanted to buy her a bunch of affordable, not too expensive gifts for Christmas. <laughs> I don't believe Christmas Sense... was brought into the conversation. Sensible stuff. I don't believe that was brought into the conversation. No. The Christmas part of it was not. I'm just. I just want to make sure that I've got a handle on this. That, you know, you were once again uh, going to our show's critical flaw of sight gags on the radio. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's been a thing since before you were even part of the cast. Before I was even a part of the cast, frankly, sight gags yeah. on the radio. That's how far back that one goes. Oh, we're a special okay. bunch. Special note to our listeners, all six of you who are left. Put one index finger on each side of your temple. Close your eyes, breathe deeply, and imagine. <laughs> you got any other ones? I do. I started going to the gym again. Yes. And I wanted to do it before New Year's, so I didn't have like the mad rush of people. And also drop off with my New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So I posted a picture, and, and the guy sent it back to me and said, so long as you don't turn into the old lady knitting on the leg extension machine, you should be good. I'd love to see more videos of you working out, but not knitting. See, that's both a creepy message and solid advice. Yeah, so I responded back. I was like, I don't knit often. I have knitted scarves for my friends, and they're usually G.I. Joe-themed. And he said, well, I'm a Marvel fan. Can you knit me one? No. Clearly he doesn't read. No. A little early to be asking for knitted goods at this stage in the relationship. But but I'm old-fashioned, so... I need to be courted first. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we, we've known, we've both known Joe for years, and she's never knitted crap for us. Good point. I mean, we're your friends, right? Yes. Where the hell's my scarf? You don't Boy. even wear a jacket in the winter. That's true. That's I probably why I need a... a scarf, though. Right. Like I. Do you want a scarf? No. No, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. See. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a scarf. I could use like a sombrero or something for the for the sun. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty well taken care of. I feel like I should knit you an entire umbrella. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much how much wool would it take to to make a sombrero for that giant melon, Mark? Right. That's a good point. I'll just make it like an, a size eight hat. <laughs> right. It's a good start. All right. While, while you're yeah, at it, and then some, and then some for the you know for the arms and shoulders, neck, legs, you know, 
just, just the parts of me that burn. <laughs> I'm going to create a, just a bubble, just a knitted hazmat suit. Boy in the bubble, too. It's going to be awesome. We'll get Mark a, a dark piece of paper with a pinhole cut in the front so he can see where he's going. I'm going to no, be the no. guy. I'm going to be a shield advisor <laughs> on the inside of the knitted suit so he sweats to death but can yeah, see. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy in the gym suit going, where y'all going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So get in line, pal. <laughs> Think you're moving up in the scarf world. Come on, buddy. <laughs> The podcast doesn't even have scarves yet, and you're trying to butt in for scarves, and oh, you got a, some creepy thing. Let me watch you work out. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> while the, knitting. <laughs> while knitting, the, not yeah, while knitting. The video the video part of that was really creepy. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's very much, uh, he swung wildly on that one. It's Yeah. There's a solid piece of advice, because you should not be, Knitting on the leg extension. That is crap. Okay. But but yeah. then it's a like video of somebody working out. Eh, it's a little over the line. The good news I have for you is that the gym thins out big time in February. So. All right. Once everyone has, you know, given up on their New Year's resolution. <laughs> That's usually about yeah, what? Janu- January 10th? There you go. <laughs> I'm still in the process of giving up on my 2018 resolutions. <laughs> I remember Maggie got some weird man wanting her to dress up in her Harley Quinn, like the insane asylum with the straight jacket, and wear bright colored pants and socks and laugh hysterically for like 10 minutes. And he wanted to pay her to do that. And I was like, can you laugh for 10 minutes straight? Are you just going to laugh like a maniacal woman? And she's like, I have no idea. Couldn't you do? I mean, we have the technology. She could do like 20 seconds and then just loop it. Just loop it. Mm. Yeah. If Darth Vader can burn like a Yule log for five <laughs> hours on my screen, we've got to be able to make this happen. It, it, con- yeah. it conjures up the question that was posed in October's Ladies' Night episode in 118 when Kate pondered the, the possibilities of taking pictures of her own feet. Right. Like, it's not sexual in and of itself, so it might be okay. But then you start thinking about it a little bit further, and it gets less and less okay. Yeah, I was like, there's got to be some sort of weird fetish of laughing in a straight jacket that's got some sicko out there. Trying to figure out if the feet thing was Rex Ryan or Tarantino. Mm. I mean, either way, I, I and, and the purpose of that, I mean, your thing is your thing. Everybody's got a thing. Yeah. You know, if, right. that's, if that's your deal, that's your deal, and that that's fine. But we live in the age of the Internet. Just go find the professionals that do that stuff. Stop hitting up. Yeah amateurs on instagram who don't have anything to do with that sort of business yeah that's probably a good point and, you know? and it's free yeah i feel like it, there's enough of it out there that you can find free <laughs> yeah i don't know i got i got this friend who's got a thing for scarves and you can't seem to, <laughs> <laughs> can't seem to get his fix he had one, and then he found out some chick made it on the on the leg extension machine, and that was the end of that. 
I kind of want to do that to see if I can get it to work. Well, like how badly can I get tangled up in the wool and the machine and not knock over the phone while trying to work out? Well, that's going to be somebody's letter next month. Right. Did she do it? I want to see. Did she do it? My my teeth is sweating so hard right now. Anyways. It would be kind of cool if if there is a next gym photo, if it is you knitting on the leg extension machine. I got a dollar for that. Oh, I'm sure it'll be allowed in a Planet Fitness. (laughs) Look, look. I belong to Planet Fitness. They'll let it fly in Planet Fitness. Just go, just wait till February. A lot of room. <laughs> I can spread out, have like the wool just go down the aisle. That's it. Look, I, when, I, when I go to the gym, I usually go on the weekends late, right? Because I, I just don't like crowds at the gym. I, I re- they, it annoys me. And um, there's always some, th- this group of guys tearing the place apart so that they can do their own little homemade CrossFit garbage at the Planet Fitness. And nobody ever stops them. So you knitting while sitting on a machine, so long as you don't sit there too long, they ain't going to care. They're not going to care. Those people do not get paid enough to stop you. One more time, Joe. I, I was saying that I, I recently had to ask a guy who was just on his phone leaning on the pull-up dip machine mm-hmm. if he could, if he was using it. And he said, uh, I, I was going to, uh, yeah, you, you can just use it. And I said, thank you. And he just stood there just on his phone. And I was like, why, why are you coming to the gym to just be on your phone? He was leaning on the dip machine? Yeah. S- sounds like he was in the right place. Right. Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Cue Ed McMahon sound effect and go. <laughs> hi <Hi-oh! laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's close up that particular correspondence and mm-hmm. tune in. Remind everyone to tune in again next episode for more of Joe Colton Presents Creepy Fanboy Messages Straight from Loser Town. And that rolls us into the news. I might have to retire my, my news effect. Oh, I can never do it. I'm trying. It's it's fine. We haven't even uh, didn't actually get to a a news item yet. We'll we'll give you a chance. Okay. Something like that. I don't know. Miscellaneous platitudes, random words. There, there. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Weber. <laughs> oh. oh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't curse much, but. But when I I kind of save it up so it's a big f-ing surprise. Oh. <laughs> Made me feel good. <laughs> it's it's always okay because we bleep, and bleeping is f-ing funny. Yes. So first news item. And this is.
has happened over the last couple of months, but G.I. Joe content was added to the popular online game Transformers Earth Wars. Characters from the G.I. Joe mythos were added to Transformers Earth Wars during an update that happened October 21 when a new login screen that featured Duke, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Baroness, and Storm Shadow was added to the beginning of the game. Players were able to obtain G.I. Joe-themed characters during a game event that occurred from October 27. I'm sorry, from October 25 to 27. That was the hound that, or hound that changed into the vamp with Duke for Autobot players and a sound wave that turned into a hiss tank with Cobra Commander for Decepticon players. No G.I. Joe characters are seen during active and combat play, but the plot related to the event has introduced Duke Scarlet Snake Eyes to, the to their Autobot allies and Cobra Commander Baroness and Storm Shadow to the Decepticons. The game event, which ran November 22 to 24, added Jetfire in his, uh, we saw it as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Sky Striker alt mode, with Snake Eyes as a pilot and Skywarp as a Cobra Night Raven with Storm Shadow as the pilot. And that event also added Scarlet as Power Glide's pilot and Baroness as Viper's pilot, that little A-10 looking plane that they released a couple years ago that was blue and had the Cobra signals on it. That's Viper. That's a good idea. Who came up with that one? I don't know. Some guy, probably. Yeah, whatever. It's probably not there anymore. Yeah, probably not. They canned everybody. Yeah, so you guys play in that game at all? Are you among the two million players of Transformers Earth Wars? Uh, I am not. But I always I always thought it was a cool look and the fact that they, you know, kinda homaged a couple of the San Diego Comic Con things that I may or may not have had a fingerprint on is pretty cool. I always liked Soundwave the Hiss Tank because Soundwave is, you know, one of the three or four most iconic Decepticons. And his alt mode is completely worthless because mm -hmm. you can't have him be a tape player anymore. So anytime he, it pretty much gives you, gives you a license to make him turn into anything. So, you know, Soundwave the Hiss Tank, I always thought was a pretty good look. Yeah, and, and as somebody who does play the game, uh, I play it because anything that allows me to collect robots and not take up any extra space, that's okay in my book. Yeah, that's a good point. And the price is right. Which is to say there isn't one. So there you go. Scratches a couple itches there. I have played the game for a couple of years now, so has noted author James Cavanaugh. We're kind of at the point in the game after two years where most of the characters that are introduced, basically everybody's got a special ability. And you can call on that. They transform and do their special ability. And then they go back to their robot mode and they, they go back to, to fighting everything hand-to-hand -hand or what have you. And... Um, most of those special abilities are really convoluted and kind of worthless at this point. Whereas the guys who were introduced earlier in the game had more direct and to the point and useful abilities. So the Joe characters, the, the vamp hound and the sound wave hiss tank are, as far as being notable additions to the game for their prowess, well, not so much. But it's neat to see. They did a whole. They have a, a plot line that they thread through these things, and the Joe one is tightened up now, like it's done now. So there's nothing active, nothing new with GI Joe being done in the game at the moment. But they left it open so that they could be back sometime in the future, and all the 
the uh, the intro screens and stuff are still GI Joe themed and and even though they're not involved in the plot, if you play with Hound or Jetfire or or Power Glide or one of the the Cobras, you know, you still see the the pilots in the prep screens and all that stuff. So it's 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 pretty cool that they're in there. I'm not a, a huge fan of mixing my chocolate and my peanut butter with Joe and Transformers on a regular basis, but on some some dumb free game, sure, why not do it? Let's they seem some... pretty committed to ninjas as pilots. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I guess if you only got a couple shots at it, then you got to get Snake Eyes in there somewhere, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, it's jet fire. It's not like Snake Eyes is actually flying him. Right. That's a good point. That was actually one of the things I liked in the in the kind of messy Joe comic that we had recently was the idea that rock and roll was always trying to fly in Skywarp's cockpit and cock and Skywarp was like, That's gross, dude. Yeah. Ew. No, no. <laughs> Ew. It was one of the few things that worked in that book for me. And I, I do kind of like the fact that they never really resolved it into into where they were copacetic and best buddies i liked that the that the end of it all they still didn't like one another very much yeah it was it was the highlight of the book <laughs> acrimony yes <laughs> joe colton anything to add i have not played it but i always want to say it's great that they're trying to to do all this incorporating joe into transformers games just so that there's something but had they done something like this years ago when it was up and coming and really cool, you could have added skins to Modern Warfare. You could have created a whole game that was already there. It would have been better. But eh. Sure. Eh. It's a moot point. I guess. I, I, I've never been on that wagon that says that uh, today's modern combat games need to be modded for G.I. Joe. I think taking G.I. Joe and placing it in a strictly military tactical setting loses a lot of what makes G.I. Joe fun. So I was never yeah, really huge on that I, sort of I idea. Can see that. But if there was an option to put skins on already cool characters in a very popular game i'm pretty sure would have done something like you don't have to put it on modern warfare it could have been you know, something else that had a little bit of military involved so what you're saying is hashtag duke and super smash brothers right sure why not <laughs> hey i'd play that game <laughs> I'd totally play that game. It's better than going to a Christmas party. Right. No. I'm gonna they, go get wine. Thank you. They feed you there. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. You can't go get wine. Why? Because it's time for the next news item. Okay. You're supposed to go do 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 do. Oh God. Mark Weber, I'm exhausted. It's been a long night. It has. I'm exhausted. I can't pull her through this like so much dead weight. 
I think can't do listen, it. If you had stopped talking before the show, it is possible that the pre-show was better than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not talking about the quality of of pre-show. I'm talking about, anyways. Next news item: uh, GI Joe War on Cobra, the online game that's been available in non-U.S. places for a few months, started a Twitter account. Have they posted anything? Not that I've noticed. Because I, I did follow it, but I haven't seen really anything come over it. But neat that they're still pushing forward. I, I've seen some some activity in some Facebook groups of folks who are not in the U.S. of starting guilds and groups and you know teams and it would sure be nice to join them with a game to play. Sniff. Someday. Someday. Maybe. Does Joe have access with her Canadian roots? Uh, she will when she goes home for the holidays. Ah, there we go. Maybe we can get a little recon. Yeah, we can do that. Joe, you going to play some G.I. Joe War on Cobra? Fine. Liar. I'll be mad the whole time. You're going to forget. I'm not going to forget. I wrote myself a note. That doesn't matter. This is Joe Colton with a couple of glasses of wine in her writing. That note's note probably talking about something else entirely. It's like a grocery list. Pick up more wine. <laughs> Need more wine. This box is empty. More wine. I can't criticize box wine. I'm so bad at, at knowing what good wine is that I like. I, I don't care. Sometimes box wine is fine. Sometimes bottle wine is fine. Whatever. I'm no good at wine. I'm not your uh, resident alcoholic, but I gotta say that a box of wine with a faucet on the front. Yeah. Probably kind of sketchy. They used to be. Not nowadays. <laughs> oh, it's getting better. Yeah. Like uh, Australian table wine. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, the source material for a hilarious Monty Python sketch. Now, respected the world over. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Next news item. I'd say you better be on that one. You're in this news item. <laughs> Returning, well? as, returning as guest for Joe Fest in 2020, Sergeant Slaughter and Joe Woo! Colton. And no, nobody go. You're not going to woo yourself. I don't know. I think it's rude to woo yourself. Look, you you post pictures on Instagram of yourself going to the gym. You're not going to go woo. Woo. Hmm. Kind of had a question, a question mark at the end. It, it, Pretty sure that's supposed to be an exclamation. It, it, it's, okay. it's like we're dragging her along, Mark Weber. It's it's <laughs> it's unreal. It's we'll get there. Oh, no, we'll get there. No soldier left behind. She's killing us, man. She's no. killing us. It's like a fireman's carry. It's like we're dusty and she sneak peeked the first time he died. Yeah, which sneak peek? I don't know. I, I lost track. That. I lost track. He's died so many times. 
and uh, also making the trip to Joe Fest in 2020 for the first time, G.I. Joe comic artist Rod Wiggum. There we go. G.I. Joe actress Mary McDonald Lewis. Friend of the program. And she, right ac- she actually will be Lady J all weekend. Right. <laughs> oh. Don't be talking about pre show stuff. People are going to get freaked out. All circle. And comic color, comic artist and colorist Steve Lydic will be first-time guests. I believe they've also announced that Kickley will be there, who has done a whole lot of G.I. Joe work in the last year or so. He's really raised his profile in the Joe community. He just loves painting G.I. Joes. His stuff is really nice. Yeah, it, he's really pretty incredible. He seems like a nice guy, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, right? Like, eh, let's not go too far. But the oh. art's the art's good. <laughs> no, I, I haven't met I haven't met him yet. Uh-oh. And and as I've found out lately, <laughs> sometimes those Joe friends of yours are Look, a little, just, ske- just, little sketchy. Just because you got burned, Mark Weber, don't be taking and, your scars out on the world. Hell yeah, dangerous world out there. You get yeah, you get burned warm. as a matter of circumstance, man. You don't even have melatonin. I guess I guess that's true. It, it just it it threw me. I'd never gotten a creepy message from Loser Town before, so mm. I can send you one if you'd like. It's mountain <laughs> mountain time, right? Mountain time. Mountain time. <laughs> oh, for for those following along at home, uh, Mark had a, an incident on his Facebook wall. With somebody he didn't know, he only knew from GI Joe fandom, so it, it didn't it didn't end well. We'll just leave it at that. And you know, not to correct you, Mike, but I thought it ended very well. Well, okay, it yeah, it ended the, well, but get getting to that point was not so fun. Yeah, it was the lead up that was a little cumbersome. Usually is. <laughs> Joe Joe Colton is available as a counselor to help you through this. Right? Yeah, I need help. Navigating these unclear waters. <laughs> Uncertain <Me> times. <laughs> Uncertain times require skilled negotiation. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Ease and grace with ease and grace. Ease and grace. I'm taking notes. That could be our tagline. Ease and grace. What's on Joe mind? Ease and grace. <laughs> That's a lie on both counts. Next news item. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's old news to some, but we've got some Kickstarter results from the, the some projects that we've had a hand in backing lately. And first up, Action Force by Voliverse and our, our good friend, occasional co-host, and uh, regular special edition fodder, Bobby Vala, is funded! Funded! Love Bobby Vala's work. Action Force finished its pledge drive with 689 backers and $130,897. Uh, 
against a goal of $99,000. Uh, that not only funded the project, but unlocked several stretch goals, including the Special Ops Trooper and Urban Ops Trooper. Funds will continue to be collected through CrowdOx, so the potential for more stretch goals to be unlocked, like the Swarm Trooper, which has been unlocked, they are working towards Eclipse. Yes! Keep going! Uh, I need that figure! <laughs> so there, No, that's good. That's good. We can we can throw that on there. It's like Joe Colton wants you to throw into Bobby Vala's crowd ox to to get Eclipse because frankly Eclipse is awesome. She yeah. is. Hey, funny story. Guess what her original name was? Joe Colton. What? I uh, know Eclipse's original name. What was it? And you have to ask Bobby. <laughs> Boo. How's that for protecting your source and throwing your friend under the bus at the same time? Very nicely done. Yeah. With see? ease and grace. Ease and grace. I'm getting better at this. Let's <laughs> say I, I know what Joe Colton's original name was. <laughs> but, you know, I, I couldn't spell it for you. No. You also don't want to get throat punched. Well, again, it's difficult to do 2,000 miles away here in Hockey Town. But you're on the way to Canada, though. Yeah. Just saying. Just a side trip. Even... I'm driving. The boys can't do anything. They'll have snacks. <laughs> That's true. They will. They will be lulled into passivity by snacks. Because <laughs> I I bought Twinkies and they're across the room and I'm just thinking about them and I'm. I'm feeling a little chill because of it. Mmm, Twinkies. Mmm. Chocolate. Yeah. I would like Eclipse to be funded. There Please we go. Unlock. Do it for Joe Colton. Do it yeah, for Bobby and, Vala. Do it for yourself. And, you know, it's, you know, just because of when we're taping, it's, it's not brand new news that it got funded, but. You know, and not just because Bobby and I are friends, but he deserves a ton of credit for this because he worked his ass off and the initiative didn't go over and he didn't let it slow him down at all. Mm -hmm. He went right back to it. He refined it. He found some ways to make it better. I thought his outreach was stronger the second time around and the product's phenomenal. So I have all I given Bobby Vala all the credit in the world for you know having some unexpected free time and going cool <laughs> now i get to do what i want to do and and frankly we have to give bobby a lot of credit as a show because he has always kept us in a very tight circle of of being one of the first folks to know what he's got going on it's nice to that that he trusts us to help him get the word out like that we're very appreciative of it and I think it's ABC or CBS. Somebody has a show coming out in the spring that's something, something, the bone collector, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, Bobby's going to sue him. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, it doesn't matter if you didn't come first. You just got to get the lawsuit in quick. The thing of it is, is we all have to watch that show. We all have to make it a smash hit to where they start making action figures. And then, right. then Bobby cashes and in. Yeah, I like it. So that's your plan, everybody. Start watching the Bone Collector show. Bobby, we know you're listening. We can plan this. We can make this happen. It's called it's called marketing. 
marketing, evil plotting, same thing. Same thing. Same thing, really. Same yeah. Thing. No, not a big difference there. No, not at all. Anyhow, uh, second part is, uh, unfortunately, we had some good news, and now we've got some bad news. The Complex Series 2 base building system did not fund. Um, it reached $31,242 of its $50,000 goal. Really, that's a shame for all of the hubbub and the scuttlebutt and the Hasbro bashing we see because nobody's putting out a base for your Star Wars figures or your G.I. Joes or your Turtles or whatever it is that you collect. Here's a guy who's doing it, and nobody's backing him. So thanks to those who did throw in for that. I know that Paul will, I, I believe he's working on retooling it, and so we'll see it again sometime in 2020. We had a good push with it towards the end. Uh, I think there was a, a, an issue with just getting the, the signal out strong enough, so hopefully we can all, all pitch into that a little bit better the second time around. It's, it's not like there are toy companies just dying to make play sets for you right now, right? No, so. no, no. And uh, not, not to mention fully customizable ones that, that have consoles and catwalks and guns and sliding panels and just basically build the base that you've always wanted to build. But you can still pick up Complex Series 1 at smalljoes.com. Um, get yourself some walls and some floors and build some garages and what have you and find out just how great those toys are so that when Series 2 hits your internets again, you'll be ready for it and, and ready to pledge and hopefully in a spot where you got your, your tax refund money to just throw big piles at it. That brings us to our next news item. It's a tradition in its own right. Not not the masters, mind you, but the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes News Dump with your host, Mark Weber. That's me? What what did it get did it get pushed back again? No. No, I Sorry. just figured it'd be funny to make you the host of that segment. I just had a moment. <laughs> I've had a lot of them, actually, <laughs> over the years. This thing includes shaking your head. <laughs> it's usually just sunstroke. Actually, I was, I was the guy who was saying, who, who was saying, tell me when they're filming. Tell me when they're filming. Well, okay, unless it's a you know really elaborate hoax, you know, feels like this is happening. Cool. Yeah, there's actually not much to dump in the news bin on this. According to The Hollywood Reporter, filming has wrapped in Calgary, and they are moved on to Japan to film additional scenes. So everything's just rolling along. Sweet. Yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not, trust me, I'm, you know, the, the moving of the, of the third G.I. Joe movie was a bit of a professional frustration for me, but I'm not down on it. I hope it's good. You know, like anything that's good for Joe is good for me. So let's hope this is a good movie and, it, you know, it spurs a renaissance. I need one scene to be as cool as ninjas fighting on the cliff. Yeah. That's what I need. I need one scene that good. 
I do like one of the things I like when you're casting a and the Henry Golding thing notwithstanding. I like it when they're casting iconic characters and they get people who are young enough to play them for a while in case they're good. Mm. And when they, when they cast people you don't really know, right? Nobody knew who Hugh Jackman was when he was Wolverine. And it turned out he, he was great. And because they cast an unknown who was young enough, he was great for 20 years. Yep. So, you know, the gal that cast is the Baroness. Yeah, it looks like she could pull it off. We'll see how it works on screen. Same thing with Scarlet. Like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm pretty much down with all of that. So yeah. that, the fact that, that Scarlet in, in a twisted way is Megatron's daughter is kind of funky. <laughs> but all like in you the said, family. you don't like, you don't like the cross you chose for Transformers, but I, I believe it's a little bit more believable because I think I think Scarlet is only Megatron's niece. Yeah, it's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, it, it makes it work a little bit better. I must have missed that issue, but I'm I'm cool with it. Just just his niece. Ah, <laughs> uh, robots. Oh, those wacky robots. Robots. Spilling their seed all over the place, making a mess. Robots. Phrasing. <laughs> that that was not a phrasing moment. That was overt. That was No. That was out there as intended. Uh. On a phrasing moment. Moving on, that's the news. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Mark Weber. It's like we're dragging her along like dead weight. She's like a hundred pounds of potatoes over there. <laughs> we can get this we done. Hundred pounds. <laughs> well, hence the gym photo. Right. I'm trying to be nice. Well, I mean, you are seven foot four, so of course you're over a hundred pounds. But I'm trying to be nice. I I know how sometimes the lady folk get upset about the numbers that are attached to them weight. Weight-wise. I am more upset that Sarah is taller than me. Why Why does that upset you? She's been taller than you for the entire time you've known her. I know. Still upset. But I have bigger it, boobs, so it's okay. I mean, you're pretty tall. Yeah. Is it close enough to fix with the right footwear? It is. Okay. Except when she wears the exact same height in footwear then i'm screwed like i don't notice this, this stuff because i'm taller than both of you so that's a good point you know it, it, and mark you're taller than i am so it yes you know she she's splitting hairs here she's like five seven and a half and she's upset at the five eight woman <laughs> whatever whatever hey everyone's got a complex <laughs> yeah <laughs> a complex no. No, it, 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 it actually didn't get funded. <laughs> what, too soon? Sorry. Mark Sorry. Weber, king of the callback. I just made another, now I just made another enemy. I'm telling you, yeah, Paul, Paul is going to be, uh, he'll be writing nasty grams into the next postdoc. No offense, Paul. We'd like to take a moment to thank our fine sponsors. 
AVAX Lab. For high-quality custom heads, weapons, vehicles, and parts for your G.I. Joe figures, head to AVAXLab.com. It's a great place to get a little head. Roma Collectibles, the official Vagabond Hobo retailer of What's on Joe Mind. Check out RomaCollectibles.com for their convention schedule. Roma Collectibles is an official retailer for Boss Fight Studio. The Finest. The Finest is the largest G.I. Joe cosplay organization in the U.S. and is regularly represented by our own Joe Colton. The Finest has raised over $70,000 for various military assistance organizations. Find out more and pick up some G.I. Joe cosplay tips and guidelines at thefinestcc.com. 3djoes.com, the online home of our own Carson Metaxas, 3djoes.com offers an in-depth look at G.I. Joe from 1982 to 1994. Check out figures, artwork, books, and more at 3djoes.com. All the cool stuff. The official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the UK. All the cool stuff has a huge selection of G.I. Joe, Action Force, Transformers, Lego, and more. Check them out in Fordingbridge or at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. Kokomo Toys. The official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the U.S. Kokomo Toys is your source for G.I. Joe, Funko Pops, Marvel Legends, Boss Fight Studio, and more. Visit their megastore in Kokomo, Indiana, one hour north of Indianapolis, and online at kokomotoys.com. Speaking of post-sock, it's time for post-sock. Is that what happens after the Red Sox don't make the playoffs? No, that's just normal. Okay, just checking. I should know that out here. I would think. I mean, really, it's it's uh, it's kind of kind of the part of the world you've resigned yourself to. God knows why. Yeah, you're not even in the the interesting part of New England where Justin Bell rides around on bears. Right, writing books on the backs of bears. Terrible handwriting. Although you can, you do scream lava bears for random reasons. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go bend high. <laughs> lava bears! Lava bears! There's lots of bears. And hell, every other college is a wildcat. Oh, you yeah. find yourself a lava bear? Hang on, man. Every time I go to the zoo here in St. Louis the bears are engaged in a not-child-friendly activity. Oh. Yeah, we got some randy bears here in the hockey town. So they're still celebrating that big win. Oh, there, there's people that have been drunk ever since. And I think the bears are just on that on that train. It cracks me up because I'm, I'm always there, and there's always some group of kids there from a... Somebody's third grade field trip or whatever, and the, there's the bears <laughs> down in the corner of the bear pavilion, getting it on. Oh yeah, it's bear o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this heat is unbearable. Oh man, killing <laughs> me. Oh my god. Every time I've been there, start the first time I went to the St. Louis Zoo, I was in college, and every time I have been there since, some some group of bears is doing some family stuff. If you know what I'm saying, is it is it possible they're putting on a show for you? It, it, it's entirely, that, but it's different bears. 
Like sometimes it's the black bears and sometimes it's the sun bears, and it's just it's different you don't bears. Think they talk? Maybe, yeah, but I mean it's like different languages. I would think you, like we speak English and French and Swahili and all these different languages. I figure the bears do too. Isn't there a chance at least that the bears are just laying around until you arrive and then they're like, <laughs> oh man, showtime. That guy again. Right? Well, let's let's give Dr. Podcast what he's here for. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I heard you talk he about this on money. your show, pal. <laughs> Buy them a lot of toys and That's gifts it. for Christmas. You can be their sugar dad. Uh, <laughs> it's good because I don't want a relationship. So there you go. With with a bear? Not with bears, no. <laughs> Not with bears. Yeah, no offe- no offense to the bears. I, the next time you go back, they're going to be giving you the evil eye instead. They're like, yeah, we heard that podcast. <laughs> well, hey, guess, guess what, Hooman? No show today. <laughs> demand gifts. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be sure to buy some popcorn or a pretzel or something and just accidentally drop it over the rail. I'll be back in the good graces. Bears are easy. Just feed them. Anyhow. Postsock, first letter. Hey, guys. Great to be hearing the show on a regular basis again. Guess someone is finally plugging the damn show. Or probably not. Awesome episode with Rage and Spoon. Can't wait to get Series 2. Mm. Complex bases are amazing. They photograph well and are surprisingly very fire resistant. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Interesting. Very fire resistant. Joe Colton. I have some questions. Yeah, Joe Colton, anything in your house that you were surprised by their amount of fire resistance? <laughs> Perhaps that's more of a Mark Weber question since he has children. That's a good point. No, I can't deal with the the ambient light from anything on fire. That's true. The man burns under a flashlight. That's me. I thought you just glow. No, there's a full moon out tonight, and I still got to be careful. (laughs) That's where the SPF 30 comes into play. Can. Yeah. Back it off a little bit, get a nice little color going, but but otherwise not so much. No, no, I go from I go from pasty white to purple in about there's like a three second window. It's like like you ever tried to cook uh, like uh, hard shell tacos in the toaster oven, and if you don't just stand there and, and hawk it forever, if you go away for anything because it's five to seven minutes in the middle of it, you're like oh, I can put away some dishes. Or, oh, I can send a text, come back, and it's just scorched earth. That's my life. Mm. That That's me outdoors. Mm. No, I'll be, I'll be okay. And then, yeah, come home, and you're just, you look like a push-up pop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was wondering if you guys could do more segments on toy photography. I know most of you take pics of your toys, as do many of your listeners. I think there's a lot to say about the hobby and would love to hear insight from some other artists and how and why they do it. Anyway, keep up the good work. You guys are good in my book, despite what everyone else says about you. So long as they're talking about us. Sincerely, The Photo Viper, via email. Oh, 
and I don't have a name for him. Like the the photo viper is how that email came in. So. Oh, okay. I would love to talk more about toy photography. I don't take very good photos. If you follow our Instagram account, you see that I am not exaggerating this for effect. <laughs> and granted, part of that is so that uh, I can keep the amateur vision tag as something unique to our Instagram account because it's mm-hmm. it's quite amateurish. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have the equipment nor the eye to, to really photograph well. So, Joe Colton, you you're you're a bit handier with a camera. You ever set the toys out and take diorama photos or anything like that? So there's two two aspects of toy photography for me. One is cataloging, so I'll take pictures and like clear a background as I can get. Sometimes a photo box, and then sometimes I do dioramas or even take photos and then put scenery around the toys, like a like a green screen type of thing. So I enjoy other photography. I'm not really good at it yet, but it's one of the hobbies I've got, sort of. But there is a lot of uh, toy photography. Um, with a, with a, he was um, in the military. He was a, a photojournalist, and he's been taking pictures of Star Wars toys, and he'll have like sand being blown up around the toys, and it looks like they're in a war zone. Mm. And seeing some of the guys in the Joe community start doing stuff like that, and it's really, really good. I like the the lighting, and sometimes they have like really good shadowing, so it looks fairly not real, but fairly realistic. So I've been enjoying uh, all the stuff on Instagram with the uh, photography. Yeah, it feels like there's more of that going on right now, you know, with the realistic yeah. effects, and it, yeah. it, it is really, really cool. I think. I don't know if there's guys who have really, you know, stepped out where you, you can point and be like, well, that's the photo guy. But maybe, maybe we're headed there and everybody enjoys them. And, you know, while Joe's at low tide, we got to, as a community and as fans, we got to find new ways, you know, to still get enjoyment that doesn't involve needing new products. So yeah, maybe we should all go and look up. And someone can storyboard. Like they'll storyboard a, a few scenes. So it's like they're taking a hill and attacking cobra and then some guys die you know like it's mini storyboards as well it's not just a photo but yeah it's up and coming i'm I'm really enjoying it on instagram and i like the uniqueness of it too because a guy who's going to go to that or gal who's going to go to that much effort Mm -hmm. is you know usually playing his own or her own favorite hits yeah so you don't it's not all snake eyes fighting storm shadows sometimes you get fast draw or downtown or you know somebody who was your own favorite who maybe was never a big star on the cartoon or in the comic. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Maybe we should follow the photo Viper. It's a start. Yeah. 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 We, we'd have plugged his stuff. If he had put it in the email Hint hint, nudge, nudge hint, hint. anyway, <laughs> next letter with GI Joe and the transformers earth wars app. Are there any GI Joe transformers crossovers? either existing or whole cloth new that you'd like to see added to the game. And this is from King of the Post Sock, Ryan Costello via Instagram. Mark Weber, you, you've worked on both properties under the Hasbro banner. What would you want to see represented digitally that way? 
there's a decent amount of crossover just because, you know, Joe vehicles are cool and Transformers have always been looking for cool vehicles. They, uh, you know, a couple years ago, well, uh, 15 years ago, maybe there's a Decepticon who was like a half track, half wheeled Arctic vehicle. And they creatively named him a snowcat because that's what he turned into. So if you wanted to make snowcat, the snowcat, you certainly could, you certainly could do that. Jetfire from the Transformer movies was a Blackbird, an SR-71, so that's an easy enough uh, Night Raven. If you wanted to cross over into that, you know, movie mythos kind of stuff, but there's plenty of stuff that's close enough. You could build out those ranks a little bit. Start partnering up the guys that share names. I, I don't know if that's the only one, but <laughs> I remember as a as a Joe and a Transformer fan who wasn't buying a lot of toys at that point walking down the toy aisle and saying, hey, that's a snowcat. That's kind of cool. What'd they name him? Oh, snowcat. All right. Fair enough. Hey, it works. Must have been a big old name store meeting that <laughs> that came up with that, but that's fine. Got to keep those trademarks fresh. Fresh. Yep, that's it. Well, and we, you know, when I worked there, we did a little bit of that, right? Like, we made, you know, we made Power Glide at a certain size and then decided we'd paint him blue as a full-on Joe Rattler homage, right? And we even got the, the winged Cobra, I think, on the wings and called him Viper. Like, that wasn't a mistake. That was very clearly driven as a, as a nod and a shadow and, you know, a bit of an homage. So, and they've been crossing those properties over lightly for 30 years. Just, just admit it, though. You, you want to see Green Warpath with Steeler. I'm a big Steeler fan. Yeah. I'm digging, I'm digging on that. So yeah, I'd, I'd be down with that. All right. I just, I needed to hear it, and maybe yeah. Snowcat with Interrogator. We could, oh man, an Interrogator, so good. He's Cobra Fat, right? <laughs> How come this guy doesn't get more play? Because you said it, he's Cobra Fat. Oh, he's so good. As soon as he starts doing stuff, it's all over. He's in the Sarlacc pit. I guess that's true. But man, if you if you're my favorite Cobra ever, interrogator, if you're unfamiliar, find that old Hearts and Minds comic that Max Brooks wrote. It's so good. One issue, and uh, you'll be an interrogator fan just like me. I believe that is your sixth straight plug of Hearts and Minds. It's so good, right? It's six straight episodes with Mark Weber where, where Hearts and Minds is plugged. Yeah. yeah that's for my boy Max. <laughs> if only you had been on Ladies' Night, it could have been seven. Right? But then, yeah. you know, Sarah Dietrich would have yelled at you for talking out of order. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Joe Colton, anything to add? She's muted you know what? I'm good. All right. I was on, uh-huh. on mute. I was coughing. Sorry. Yes, I'm okay. good. All right. That's fair then. That, that's okay. I figured we were in for another good 20 seconds of silence before you picked up. Mm-mm. No? Okay. And here is the Joe Colton question for this post. <laughs> to Ryan <Hank>. Costello. <laughs> uh, who I will remind you is Canadian. Yes. Okay. He, he is from Canada. So just relax. I'm American now. I can I can be mean. No, you can be impolite. 
Impolite, that's right. Impolite, but that's not necessarily me. No. Okay, there's a line. There's a, there's a fine line to walk there. Mm-hmm. To anyone who's owned Canadian vehicles as a kid, how did you justify the Canadian flags on the Real American Heroes vehicles? That is Ryan Costello via Instagram. So, Joe Colton, with your personal experience on being a Canadian kid buying Real American Hero toys, what was up with that? I was just happy to get the vehicles. And it's always, I don't know, it's, it's always fun to be able to stick a Canadian flag on anything. So... I was excited. I didn't get a lot of vehicles because they were very expensive and rare to find up there. And I grew up with not a lot of money. So I had one or two, but in my brain, I guess, back then, I, I would be like, oh, they're just another detachment for the Joes. Like the Joes would use Canadians to fight Cobra in the North. What would they have up there that Cobra would be fighting for? I don't know. It's a Star Trek audiobook up there. <laughs> Perhaps the Winnipeg her, Jets. I her, don't know. Her, her, heard it was pretty good. <laughs> hey, but but you know, not you know, not to not to play the backstop card, but eventually Joe kinda did, right? Mm-hmm. They got themselves a full on pure blood hardcore Canadian to drive the persuader tank. I always thought it was cool when all of a sudden, you know, kind of randomly there'd be a Joe from Cuba, right. (laughs) Or from, or from Montreal. Like that's all like, it was one thing when it would be like big Ben and you're like, well, obviously this is the British guy. Yeah. But when you would run into a guy like, yeah, persuader, he's just a vehicle driver. He's got a funky looking helmet, whatever. And they're like, Oh, he's from Montreal. That's kind of awesome. Like I always thought that was cool. And, 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 but I was a complete file card nerd as a kid. Like that was my favorite bit was, you know, digging into who is this guy or gal, and you know, learning about him. So Mm. part of it could have been too. It's like, Hey, this guy's got banana yellow pants. How do we pass that off? Uh, He's from French Canada. you don't even know it, but that's a tease. We'll come back to the banana yellow pants shortly. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. Right? <laughs> they snap. They snap on and off. They breathe. It's No. Oh. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Next letter. With- Ease and grace. Ease and grace. and grace. (laughs) (laughs) Next letter. This is from uh, at Hillbilly Harper via Instagram. Why do y'all hate CoverGirl? And I think this goes back to uh, uh, Mr. Harper and I have had some correspondence in in private message. He's, He's going back through the catalog. So when we put out new episodes, he listens to new episodes. But when we don't have new episodes, he goes back and listens to really old episodes. So right now, Mr. Harper, Eric is his first name. He's catching a lot of of Gary's run of hating on CoverGirl. And it all goes back to when when G.I. Joe was uh, in its direct-to-consumer phase, the DTC phase, about 15 years ago. And they were planning to put out 
a fan's choice three-pack of O-ring figures. And there were all kinds of, of choices in there. There were uh, there was one of them that was, uh, it was like two coil troopers and Serpentor or Overlord or some, I don't know. Uh, and there were all kinds of great options. And the one that wound up winning was the perceived lackluster group of, of CoverGirl, Serpentor, and uh, like the teenage kid Serpentor DNA guy. And so, it, was, it, was, it was called Doogie. Yeah, something like that. I forget. That was Hannibal. Hannibal. Yes. Hannibal? Or Alexander? Yep. Hannibal? I don't know. Hannibal. Okay. So that was the winner, despite the fact that uh, through our through his own informal straw polling, and I say his because Lord knows this is well before What's on Joe Mind was was ever a thing. This is before podcasting was a thing. This this poll was like 2004, 2005, something like that. This is before Joe Colton was born, and she does not react to that. Excellent, paying attention as and always. You were you were mute. Sorry, I was like, oh, so nice of you. How is that nice? I don't understand. You're so weird about age. So weird. Anyhow. Very weird. She's 56 years young, ladies and gentlemen. 56 years young. So anyways, through this this mess of, of exciting and enticing options, the fan vote was determined that uh, Serpentor, CoverGirl, and Hannibal were the winners. Uh, we demanded to see the, the vote count. Our, our cries went unanswered. And so Gary, for years and years and years, and to this very day, holds CoverGirl responsible for the fix being in on the great Hasbro G.I. Joe Buyer's Choice poll of 2004. It's reared up a few times over the course of the show, Gary's intense distaste for CoverGirl. And it, it really is all because of that one event and a perceived wrong. As I said in my very first appearance on What's on Joe Mind, the important thing is, he's not bitter. <laughs> hey, if he doesn't like CoverGirl, that's his own thing. But I remember the poll. I vote. I voted for the CoverGirl pack because her original figure is kind of lackluster. It's terrible. And I thought. I thought it was you know a significant upgrade to a classic character. So, it was me, Gary. <laughs> it was me all along, Gary. <laughs> It was not in my top three of choices, but I don't remember being particularly disappointed by it. Either that or I was, and I got on with it. But <laughs> I mean, now, now I don't, I don't want to blaspheme on the show, but you know the the early female Joe figures, at least facially, were not great, right? Because no. they couldn't no. do they couldn't do hair, so they had short haircuts that were just kind of wrapped around their actual head. You know, it was it was like as if imagine that you put way too much hairspray in your hair like every day. Mm. Could you imagine what that might look like? They look terrible. So, but, you know, I think Baroness finally fixed that. And that upgrade to cover girl. I was cool with it. I, I voted for it. So not ashamed of it. It was a, a giant noggin on the original cover girl. It's terrible. Yeah. And giant like noggin. the. The whole idea, the you know, the leather coat and everything, like the idea of the figure is great. They just they couldn't pull it off with 
the limitations they were under at the time. So a chance to upgrade one of the early Joes. Yeah, absolutely. I was down with it. And CoverGirl herself's a great character. I never thought they quite did enough with her and, and probably didn't help that they changed her look from the cartoon to the comic and the figure and, you know, but the, the idea of a gal who's drop dead gorgeous, who just wants to change out engines and drive tanks. That's cool. That was actually ahead of its time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hated what they did with her and devils do shipwrecks arm candy. No, no, yeah. they, they sent her off. I, I didn't like that either, but that's, that's neither here nor there like that. Whatever. What they did was they they sent her off to spy school and basically turned her into Scarlet Light. Right. Like, they, they took what was most interesting about her, you know, being the grease monkey, and, and they, they took that away from her. So it, it, I didn't like that. I was happy when she yeah. she turned up in, in Hama's run a couple issues ago. You know, it was just a bunch of drivers, and, you know, she's basically running the motor pool because she was the senior member of the team in a bunch of you know, non-commissioned types. So it was, it was, it was cool to see her kind of more back in her element again. I guess first time in in a while. So that's that's why Gary especially hates Covergirl. Well, glad all we, right. I mean, to each his own. Yeah, glad. I we, will say this: for being such a master mechanic, right? You'd think she could keep her tow cable together. You you would think so, but maybe maybe that's just it. She's so busy like saving everybody else, that it's just worn out. It just snapped, just bang. I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really, really wanted to make a new tow cable and put it in just some random set uh, <laughs> during my Hasbro days. You know, of, a, of like a softer plastic. DVD so pack everybody, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I, was try, I was trying for that. We just never quite got there. But, you know. With the one. The last piece Three of more, the, you know, the mass device. You could throw it in there with that. I, you know what? You are you are so close to the truth that I, I'm not going to comment. But, uh, man, yeah, what might have been? Oh, this will be known for a little while as the bit of a segment that really pissed off some of the people in our, in our listenership that never quite got their hands on that piece of the mass device. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> We got one more letter in the old post sock. Hi, everyone. With the character Billy work in either version of the G.I. Joe cartoon, I know he was only in the comics. Thanks again. And that's from the A-lister, Alistair Keffer, via email. I would say no, Billy would not work in the cartoon because really, even as a child, the reason I liked the cartoon as a child, no dopey kid characters. Yeah. And I'm not saying Billy was a dopey kid character in the comic book. The comic book was a little bit of a different animal. Uh, Larry was able to let the comic book breathe a little bit, so Billy had some depth, and it wasn't quite so so weird having this this uh, this kid running around doing ninja stuff. But in the comic, or rather the the Sunbow cartoon, oh lord, that wouldn't have worked at all. No, no, not not one bit. That would have been terrible. I think he might have been okay in Resolute if they wrote him right. Yeah, Just for like, an appearance. Resolute is... for Of all the incarnations of G.I. Joe, I, I tend to think that Resolute is one of the shakiest 
in regards to character development. <laughs> so so I, I can't say I share your optimism for, for Billy and Resolute. He just would have either would have been, I don't know. I can't even say what he would have been. I just, there were so many things that just, just kind of got thrown against the fan for Resolute that I, I don't know. They did a lot of things right in Resolute. I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't a fan of it, but, but in terms of breaking down individual characters and what they were about, eh, eh, not so much of that going on. And what we did have going on, if it wasn't Cobra Commander, it tended to not be all that great. So, I want to be really careful here because Larry's the man. And, you know, in my eyes, even as a kid and as an adult, Larry can do no wrong. But, man, did I hate Billy. Oh, any time there was an issue with him in it, I was just like, Lord, this guy couldn't be less interesting to me. You know, I don't care if you carve his eye out and give him a robotic leg and make him a ninja. He is just nails on a chalkboard to me. I think Cobra Law is usually the most polarizing of the, you know, the Joe bits. Yeah. But for me, man, there, there is nothing, nothing I hated more than Billy. I was not a Billy fan either. I, I'm right there with you. And, and this is, again, to call back to older episodes of the show, Gary and I used to lock horns on Billy. Gary's a big Billy guy. I am I am not a Billy guy. I understood how he fit in the story. I just wasn't necessarily all that particularly intrigued by him. Like, I, I felt a lot of the spotlight time that went to Billy could have gone to, to the characters that I, I liked playing with in figure form. Yeah, exactly. By the time Billy came along, there was such a deep roster on both sides that you know any page dedicated to billy i was like really could could i see blowtorch or if anything you know, I've, I've got scrap more... scrap iron was <laughs> awesome and got almost no play if, if, if anything as an adult i've i've kind of come to terms with billy a little bit better because you know if i'm if i'm larry hama and i'm, I'm writing a, a book for 150 some issues and i've got hasbro telling me who i can and can't put in the book i I probably gravitate towards what few examples I, I get of my own creations as well. You know, like, That's like, a good boy. Like Billy is one, one aspect of that story that he could control, period. Because there's no figure, there's no official merchandise, there's no nothing. So Billy was, was probably pretty valuable to Larry, not only as a, as a plot device, uh, but just probably also for, for his sanity's sake as a writer. So, so yeah. I could make my peace with that's Billy good, as an adult. That's a good point, but I'd love to flip it and, you know, maybe I'll get the chance to ask uh, Kirk or Ron someday to go. Billy was a big part of the comic when the comic was a big deal and you guys never, ever turned him into a figure in, you know, his heyday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, other than the fact that it's all new tooling and a slightly different scale for a younger kid. There must have been a reason why Hasbro was not interested, mm. other than the fact that that Mark Weber in Oregon didn't like him, <laughs> and was sent in hate and was sent in hate mail. Why are you ruining my comic? <laughs> I could just just see tiny, tiny ginger Mark Weber sitting at his sitting at his typewriter, clacking in away. The, 
Yeah, in, in the shade <laughs> with his huge noggin. Naturally. <laughs> Wearing no hat. That's right, because it wouldn't fit. Or or a hat perched on top, you know, like the Tweedledum kind of thing. <laughs> a tiny like, Humpty Dumpty beanie. Or, yeah, <laughs> Kurt Angle the cowboy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, was Tim Roberts a big Billy fan? Gee, probably, right? Man, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get me killed with the Tim Roberts stuff. <laughs> I tried to help him, man. He missed the pole, the high jump pad. My my guess is that as your opposite number, he he probably loved Billy. Yeah, and and sunbathed all day. As the anti Weber, he loved Billy. That's probably true. <laughs> the anti Weber. <laughs> That's it for the post suck. <laughs> post suck. Post suck can, of course, reach out to us on any number of platforms or, uh, you know, we got Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. We've got our own uh, email address, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. We got voicemail. We got all kinds of stuff. I'll plug it all later, whatever. Time for what we got in. It's the part of the show where we make you feel jealous over the cool stuff we've accumulated since the last episode. Or make you feel incredibly bad for us because you understand how little money any of us make. Mark Weber, you were all excited. You got something. You got something for yeah. this segment. I've been pretty light on the whole curtailing the collecting stuff while I've been chasing that NBA, you know, as a poor college student. Yeah, Fred, you've been dead-legging um, us on this one. Yeah, this is uh, good. So uh, the first one. Wasn't even looking for it. Just found it on eBay. Uh, and I'm all my toys are open or will be. I'm an opener. You know, that's how, I, that's how I choose to collect. And that's what I like about collecting is everyone defines, you know, what's right, you know, what their own collection is going to look like. But I saw this mitten box Jeep from 94 called the, uh, the Scorpion, right? And I looked at it and I couldn't remember if I have it. I have a pretty thorough collection, but it's all boxed up. And aside from, um, you know, a mitten box mauler that I want just for the microphone um, <laughs> and uh, the Defiant, which I've never had, I kind of, you know, I, of the vintage stuff, I have what I want. Uh, but I could not remember if I had this thing. It was 20 bucks. And so I threw in for it, didn't think I'd win it, and I did. So this cool Jeep in its box comes to my house. I just look it up on the indispensable yojo.com and find out that there were two versions of the scorpion jeep this is from 94 it doesn't come with a, a driver mm -hmm. it's just this you know jeep with a couple of missiles on it and stuff but some of them were a tan chassis with black accessories so a black missile launcher a black grill that snapped on and then other versions were a black chassis with the accessories tan and so given that I have zero paint skill and I can't customize anything, and as Joe fans, we're kind of in the place where we got to find things to collect or things to do, it occurred to me that, you know, since neither one is considered rare, if I could somehow find both options, then I could build a pair of monochrome Jeeps. I could make an all-black, like, night ops Jeep 
and then an all tan desert looking Jeep. So that became my thing. So I have the Scorpion in its box sitting here waiting for anybody who wants to, to wrap it up and put it under the tree for me for Christmas. Maybe next time I come around, I'll let you know which version I got and which version I'm still looking for. So without planning it, I have a project now to build these two Scorpion Jeeps. And then the other bit, and this is where the banana pants foreshadowing comes back in. (laughs) Another one of my obscure Cobra figures that I really liked uh, was the Cobra Black Star from 94, which is, you know, part of the Star Brigade. And his head and torso are phenomenal. They're jet black with some silver highlights. He's got a little Grand Slam jetpack chest protector envy going on but his arms gloves thighs yeah and thighs and very top of his knees are they couldn't be more banana yellow i mean they are atrocious and you know what they call the lazy bastard custom of it is to get yourself some black viper boots And the green that they use, which is an amazing, popping, powerful green, is the exact same color as Sci-Fi's green. And Sci-Fi, you know, he was pretty garish on his own. But you can avoid most of the silver on Sci-Fi. His arms are all green with black gloves. His thighs and waist are green with, you know, appropriate black belts and pouches and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you take those Viper boots, the sci-fi legs, and maybe the waist and sci-fi's arms and put it around the Black Star chest and head, you have a really good upgrade to that figure. And I I am not the guy that came up with this. It's, you know, pretty well known online that you can do this if you can get the parts. So I got myself a sci-fi. He's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. So I got it, got him right here, actually came with this backpack. That's pretty cool. And then, but Vipers are kind of expensive, right? Cause everyone wants to troop build them. Sure. But all I need are the boots, man. I just need the black boots and guess what? <gasps> Dr. Mindbender version two, the Minnesota Vikings fan, apparently <laughs> for his purple and banana pants. Get up has, has jet black boots. And they're the Viper Sculpt boots. So I managed to grab me a sci-fi. He's pretty good. And then I managed to find Mindbender's legs. Just the legs. No no waist piece, no accessories, nothing. Just the legs. Who knows how long these have been on eBay. But, okay, they'll work for me. Come to daddy. So now I only have to get the moderately expensive Cobra Black Star. And, uh... I will have, you know, the, the produced girl at the dance. So you're not going to just keep the banana yellow pants for him and have him and backstop just fight it out to see who can be. <laughs> no. Right. No, I'm going to take what's left of the black star and what's left of sci-fi and make the most fabulous Joe you've ever seen. Will you be posting pictures of this? I will be posting videos of them working out. Okay. So, and knitting. Yeah, and knitting. If you want to take a picture of that, I'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get there. I just got to get that black star. That's the the next piece. I got the easy pieces first. You know, now now I'm looking for fireflies walkie talkie essentially. And and, so, uh, and Joe will make it a scarf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see now we're talking. Oh, and one more thing that I don't have yet, but it's coming. 
it's his website is as Jamie Sullivan, the Jay Sullivan, the Joe artist, mm-hmm. is pushing a lot of his art as prints at at really good prices. And he made this. Usually, comic covers don't reach out and grab me. I'm a story guy, right? I'm not not that I don't respect the artists, but to me, um, it's all about story for me. Mm-hmm. But he did that alternate cover a couple issues ago of the night ravens in flight with the side shot of ace and the sky striker above them doing the the i got my eyes on you thing and i thought it was the best joe cover i've seen in a decade probably and he has that up so i have a an 11 by 14 i think of that coming which i'm will probably end up being a Christmas present, but I loved that cover. And, mm-hmm. you know, any, any, any time a piece of art grabs you like that, if you can afford it and this, and his stuff's really affordable, I think you got to jump all over that. So there's a, there's, I guess a shout out in what we got in. Cause I, I just think that cover is incredible. Excellent. Anything else to add on top of that one? No, that's it. That's that's a good haul for me. Uh, yeah, usually yeah. it's it's slim pickings of the Weber House. You, usually you're just taking a pass on those. That's, that's exciting that's it. stuff. Now tis tis the season. Rumor has it I have a birthday coming up. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody was born in December. Exactly. Only the the nicest, bestest people. That's it. Many are called, but few are chosen. Correct. And it sucks, but. <laughs> Moving on. Joe Colton. Yes. So I'm still working to complete my October guard, and I will be picking up two things. This has become an odyssey. Week. I'm going to play the Lawrence of Arabia music behind this. You've been working on this so long. I know, but when you're on a budget and you own a house, you can't really like do that. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying that you put the work in. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up Colonel Breckoff and the freebie motorcycle. Oh, nice. In the next week. Yeah. So I'm just like, so close. So close. But I did pick up, so I also collect ornaments for Star Trek. Uh, I picked up the 2019 transporter table ornament which Wes says should not be called a ornament since it doesn't go on the tree and it's too heavy to be a topper it's a refit of the old TOS transporter it's it's probably twice to three times the size of the original ornament and I had a friend surprise me and get me the 2019 Enterprise figure that came out so those are the two things that came in recently. I have to say I'm going to side with the wrist lock, Wes Whitlock, on that one. What, with the the giant? Yeah, it's not an uh, ornament. Have you seen it? It's an ornament. Uh, it, it is huge, yeah. I, I've, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've actually just seen pictures, and it's like, oh, my God. People, like, that's a whole, that's the whole coffee table right there. Yeah, so... Maggie thought it would be funny to like take off the top of the tree and just set it on you know how it, like trees come in segments mm-hmm. don't put the top segment on just stick this thing on top <laughs> hang other ornaments off of that right 
there's a couple of uh, hard to find ornaments I'm still looking for, but I'll get like there slowly. Like it's, it's always about the hunt. What what are they? What are you looking for? I'm looking for a Ahura. It's a rare one. It usually goes for a, a pretty penny. And then there was an ornament that came out. Are the needs like, of the many outweigh are, the needs of the few. Are these like the Hallmark keepsakes or or some other group or? Yeah, no, no, they're they're the Hallmark keepsake limited edition ornaments. Right. They play like the conversations, or they'll have lights. Right. Yeah, I think, I think it's important that we be very specific and detailed about this. You know. Just in case there's a sugar dad out there <laughs> taking notes. That's right. That thinks I'm a addict. Well, I mean, you know, just again playing idiot's advocate. Maybe he's out there going, "Well, okay, round one didn't go so well, but every woman's got to have needs." Right. <laughs> Star Trek ornaments, it is. Right, but very specific. Star and, Trek ornaments. And if fulfilling those needs entertains your co-hosts, even better. There yes, we go. If something shows up. <laughs> telling look, you. Look, there's nothing wrong with, with, with stating what you're looking for because, you know, uh, at least a few hundred people will hear this. We get get the antenna signal out there, right? Yep. Yeah. Can't hurt. Somebody might have a lead. Somebody might know something. Well, and I dig that you're after, you know, completing the October Guard set because for my money, that was the best con yes. set ever. And people who have it generally are not letting it loose. So right. it's a hard one to, you know, when you want something that's not only a, you know, I don't say limited edition, but something that wasn't at mass release mm -hmm. that is beloved in the community. Those are hard to track down. There just aren't that many out there. Yeah, there was a, a loose set for 1500 or 1300 that Mike found and I was like I can't I can't give that all at once it's got to be piecemealed like it comes out cheaper if you do it that way but oof. yeah it's hard to hard to make that dive yeah I'm like oh I'd have to explain that to the wrist lock yeah plane <laughs> here's the i think i think the the crusher to the story in my in my infancy at hasbro or infancy on the joe brand mm -hmm. i i managed to wrangle two of those sets out of brian yeah and so i had a spare but i gave it to bobby Valla. oh it's all right i didn't know you it's fine it's fine but but he still has it you know and he's on the way to canada too so mm. Mm, maybe i'll find him and trip him there you go What's Bobby? Merry Christmas. What's Bobby? Bobby was so happy about the action for a success here. I got you a throat punch. Grab it. Run. Right. And I, I actually wore his shirt to the gym today. I think he had already done all of his work before the, the first convention he was showing it off at. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to, I was, I talked to him too late and I'm like, you need to do stickers and things that say, you know, just one word like authentic or savage or right. awesome and do that in like the curl of a circle and then put the AF under it for action force. <laughs> so it would be authentic, savage AF. And it was, a you know, it's marketing, you know, it's a, yeah. it's that black magic. 
but man, I could, I think that would have taken off like crazy. It was just a little bit, a little bit too late. Great ideas too late aren't that valuable, but I'd wear that shirt, not to the gym, but. So what is, what is Bobby going to Canada for? No, Bobby's on the way to Canada. Uh, yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Why? Why? What, what's Bobby doing in Canada? No, no, no. Bobby's house is on the path uh, to Canada. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm following you now. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I was being a bit too literal. He might be going to Canada. I, I don't know. know. Whatever. By the way, in order to be very specific, I am looking for the 2007 Lieutenant Uhura. Not the 2015. All right. I already have that. All right. 2015 was long after your collections had had crystallized into a psychosis. Right. Or 20, 20, 2007, it was, 2007 was when it was still in its, its malleable stages. <laughs> I feel like I should tape the discussions that Wes and I have about my collecting obsessions. I've probably been there before, and it's going to sound weird coming from from Mr. G.I. Joe podcast guy. <laughs> but when I was married, I was the one that collected less stuff. Uh. Yeah, it got it, it got kind of suffocating after a while. And there was no addressing that particular issue either. But there was a solution. This there was, thank God. I I look back every day and realize what a what a gift it was. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, what did I get in? Nothing. Yes. I got nothing. Get a you got a window into my life. <laughs> uh, when I do get stuff, though, I do put it on our Instagram account. So looking back, I think since the last episode, I got that Lynx tank that popped up in there. That was that was a nice find. That was yeah, that was a month ago. So. I have a, a nifty Slaughter's Marauders Lynx tank that I got in good shape from one of the shops here in town. For that, uh, I guess there was a a couple additions to the the Beach Party 86 collection where I'm attempting to accumulate as many 1986 beachheads as possible in one place. I'm up to nine, so I don't quite have that, that Brian Kaufman crystal ball grouping going just yet but i also have standards so well and he's got to use it because anytime you want to buy more crystal balls you just go to walmart there's still some hanging yeah or or you find the guy at the back of the flea market and he's got them in the the two dollar bin yep as far as the beachheads go like i i don't necessarily care they just have to be whole they don't have to be complete they just can't be I, i don't want broken ones i don't want people's junk and that right. that makes it a little bit difficult too, because you know Beachhead, you some of those figures anymore. You look and the, that waist piece just just snaps right off. You look at them. Uh, funny. Yeah, I worry about man the the portion of the collector base who are the mint on card guys and the collector graded stuff. Mm. You know, like they are all time bombs, man. All those O-ring guys. <laughs> so not and again i already said collecting's great cuz you decide what you need in your collection 
but for the guys that absolutely pride themselves on, you know, their wall of Joe's, I just look at that every time I see an amazing picture of someone's mint on card collection. And I think tick, 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 tick. I mean, (laughs) they'll, they'll keep, they're just going to get fragile as time goes on. Like they'll, they'll hold in place if they're in a spot where they don't get handled and they don't get jostled. Like that, that band is going to be fragile and brittle. Sooner or later that O-ring's going to go. Right. Snap. Yeah. It's just going to take less and less for that. Like, even if you're moving it to, to a different part of the room, it's subject to that shaking and stuff that could snap that O-ring. So if right. you, if you do it, you, you when we say don't handle it, really don't handle it at all. It's handling it in package where it's all shaking and rattling around in there still counts as being handled. It's not going to wear out well, your and, paint apps or anything, but it's and, it's going to mess with that extremely brittle forty-year-old piece of rubber ring. Yeah, and I mean, I know Star Wars, vintage Star Wars collectors deal with the thinness of the bubble and the weight of the figure, and and that's a problem, you know, for them. But I don't remember another toy line that was internally dependent on a piece that erodes over time. I mean, I guess twelve inch show, yeah, right with the with the the rubber bands inside there. But oh man, I just not looking down my nose because I open my toys and if they break, I can put them back together. I actually, I feel bad for the guys where that's what they've, that's what gives them joy as part of the joy, a Joe community. And I look at it and go, Oh my God, they're, they, I mean, they're beautiful, but they all have lit fuses. Every one of them. Yeah. That's really why I don't do mint on card as well. I got a couple of them for conversation's sake, but, nothing valuable yeah i don't seek. i have a few i don't seek them out i've gotten a couple but uh that's actually one of the things i'm hyped up about about the scorpion that i'm gonna have you know for christmas or my birthday i get to open up i get to open up a vehicle right clicking it together carefully because it's you know 25 years old but clicking it together and putting on stickers and if i can put together the black version of it there are night force repro glow in the dark stickers that I can throw on that bad boy. And it's going to look amazing. Nice. So I'm a, uh, you know, I'm staying busy. And I think that's what most Joe fans are doing right now. They're just trying to find ways to stay busy. Hey, staying busy is never a problem when you're involved with what's on Joe mind. That's it. That's all I'm saying. We're cranking out stuff like you wouldn't believe, unless it's November, in which case we're not. Like bears at the St. Louis Zoo. That's right. Cranking it out like bears at the St. Louis Zoo. That's the (laughs) t-shirt. See? Marketing. What's going on at the Sun Bears? Oh, f***ing. That old Bobby Heenan line I like where he goes, these things just come to me. It's like I have two brilliant minds. I think we broke Joe Colton on that one. I'm just shaking my head. Well, while you're shaking your head, Mark Weber, we got some shout outs. What's up? Oh, just, and I actually, I think I named almost all of them already, but I always give a shout out to Bobby Valla because I love what he's doing with action force. So, Good on you, Bobby. I was, uh, when I was bopping over to Yojo, you know, making sure I had my ears right on my uh, Cobra Black Star and Scorpion, 
it occurred to me that uh, Terry and, and Yojo, they don't get enough love. They are the lifeblood of information for the hobby and have been for 30 years almost, right? Mm. 20 years at least. So I think I'd be remiss if ever so often I didn't uh, give a big shout out to, to Yojo.com and, uh, and Terry Desart and the crew there. And then also uh, to Jay Sullivan who has that amazing Sky Striker versus Night Ravens cover that will be mine soon under the Christmas tree. There you go. Nothing for the family on that one for, for the Christmas episode? Nothing? Yeah, you know, I'll, give them, I'll give them some uh, some pub for staying quiet for the last two hours while I, uh, you know, get my podcast on. Relative. Mama Weber doesn't get any love? relatively quiet oh I'm a, I'm a mama's boy so big shout out to to nola weber who let me set up the if i asked permission i would get the family room for a week and i could set up joe versus cobra across the entire room oh, and man. then do the do the war one shot at a time so wow. you know what it was those were honestly some of the best memories of my childhood were acting out the war across the family room. And that was only by, by the grace of Nola Weber, my sweet mother. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give it up to mom. A week. Oh, it was awesome. Damn. I'm jealous. It was good, dude. We had, you know, when I was collecting young, me and another kid were splitting, we shared a collection because we realized we couldn't get everything if it was just on our, our own. So we had pretty much everything except the flag up through maybe the fifth year. And we would set it up. We would trade off who had the collection for different months, basically. And the parents thought it would never work, but we managed to make it work. And when it was my turn with the toys, oh, man, that war was top shelf. And the kid in me, who's usually in control, by the way, is envisioning the next war when I finally have the room to set up everything I have. So, and you know, like I said, everybody defines their own collection, but my war will will be more fun than those mint on card guys war. (laughs) As they roll out their his tanks in their boxes across the floor. Be honest. The kid you shared the collection with Tim Roberts. No, no, no. Eric McGlasson, who was a year older than me, and here's the here's the, the best part. One summer month he was out of town and I did his paper out for him, mm-hmm. which was forty bucks cold hard cash in like eighty nine. That's a lot of money. Hell yeah. And so I did his paper out, but he had to collect the money. And when he had the the choice of handing over this forty bucks he hadn't earned, he said, You know what, Webb? How about you just keep the Joes? And I'm like, I'm a fifth grader at that point. I'm like, done. You keep the 40, I'll keep half of everything from years one to five. And then I think it wasn't, it wasn't made clear that he meant I'll keep the money at the time. I think he was like, Hey, uh, Hey, why don't you just keep half the Joe's, you know, I'm kind of aging out of it. And I was like, cool. And then a week later, I'm like, where's my 40 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Rightly so, Eric McLassen was like, well, that that little redheaded kid's an ingrate all, all of a sudden. And so, yeah, a G.I. Joe miscommunication, you know, broke up a friendship, but I still got all the toys. So, man, uh, the silver lining or the postscript on that, when they made 
the San Diego Comic-Con set and made Night Fox from Bend, Oregon, which wasn't my doing, but a, a shadow to my hometown from a writer, the file card writer, Annie Martell, who, who I got along really well with. She made Night Fox from my hometown. And I looked up Eric McGlasson, who's an architect in Bend, and sent him that Comic-Con pack years later. So there you go. Nice. Did he get back to you? Yeah, we actually, uh, he emailed me back and we chatted a little bit and I think he enjoyed the Jeep. So we, uh, buried that hatchet some 30 years later. That's good. Cause it sounds like 11 year old Webb was, was kind of an asshole. A little bit. Yeah. And I figure I'm going to need it. I'm going to need Eric to protect me from Tim at some point. So <laughs> at some point oh, when, boy. when crisis on infinite Webbers finally comes to its stunning conclusion. That'd be awesome. Imagine that, like four Webbers from different Earths. <laughs> One of them will be suntan. I hope so. <laughs> it is infinite Earths, so one of them has to be able to tan. Infinite Ugh. possibilities means somebody can tan. And for the first time in the podcast, I'm betting Wes has just run over to Joe's side like he heard a dog whistle. <laughs> actually doing laundry <laughs> oh, fair enough fair enough <laughs> joe colton how about some shout outs my parents who i'm who have been working tirelessly baking goods and making things for us to eat when we get up there wes for helping me decorate the entire house inside and out with christmas and you guys and mark especially for joining us again tonight Mike, for you being such a sweetheart. <laughs> Sarcasm in shoutouts. We've reached I a was new low. Being sincere. Mm. Such an asshole. Mm. I was being sincere. I, I, I appreciate your shoutout. I do. I'm uh, stunned and respectful of the Christmas dedication. <laughs> To get the house completely decorated before you leave. <laughs> that way, whoever breaks in on Christmas can be like, ah, oh, this is nice. <laughs> so again, 2015 was after everything had crystallized into its psychosis form. Right. Back in 2007, it was still kind of malleable. Yeah, that's that's not an exaggeration. That's no. I've been in her house in the month of December, Mark. I've been there. I've seen this with my and own you, eyes. And you found the exit somehow? Some well, I I what turned out was I I was eating too many cookies. So they were they were willing to let me leave. <laughs> eating too many homemade Christmas cookies. Mhm. That is My old. goal is to have a Christmas tree in every room. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a legit goal. Something to celebrate, you know. I like it when people say happy holidays because it means happy birthdays rolled in there, right? Right. If we have a birthday tree somewhere, that'd be all right, too. I'm just throwing that out. Okay. You can do that. Birthday tree. Yeah. <laughs> December birthdays all on yeah. one tree. That's it. So, Joe, yours was, for the folks that, that missed you on, on Facebook, it was the 11th? Yes. Okay. All right. And and Mark is the twenty fourth. 
Mine is yeah. nowhere close. Mine is a whole half a year away. So that doesn't doesn't really M- count. Must be nice. Yeah, you don't I, get lumped in the same. I got bit Christmas. on that a little bit when I was a kid, and it's because I am Catholic. And so all these Catholic holidays, like your communion and your confirmation and all that stuff, are always in the middle of May. And oh. so I, I lost a couple of birthdays to these events. I can't even imagine that. The the pain of having your birthday near a religious holiday. Tell me <laughs> tell me what that was like. So I'm just saying, I, I feel a little bit of your pain. I, I'm not a, entirely a fish out of water there. I am not... I am not subjugating it. I'm yeah. merely saying that whereas, you know, you guys are on that mountaintop, I'm in one of the camps down in the foothills. Ah, that's I'm, fair. I'm there. I'm, I know I know a little bit about what you've been through. A As a bit. kid, I was like, man, when I have my own car, uh, I'll be, I'll go somewhere, man. I'll just drive and I'll do what I want on my birthday. You know what? There is to do in Bend, Oregon on December 24th. Yeah. Picture, picture me taking that freedom to the 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. That's right, damn it. Ooh. I'm like, it's it's my birthday. Is there some kind of discount? They're like, nah. Kind of shitty birthday. I'm like, yeah, you got that right, man. Give me my Slurpee. They let you fill your Slurpee half with cherry and half with lime. That's what you Right? Yeah, they're over there going, no sipping. Fine. <laughs> That's your birthday. You can sip. Happy birthday. <laughs> Big, Big gulp this. So we can have a segment called what we didn't do on Mark's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we didn't do on Mark. Would that count like not observing your birthday? Like, like happened all those years? Maybe. Right. Maybe, yeah. What we didn't do on on Mark's birthday, so and the St. Louis Zoo Bears would be like, "Man, I think we did everything. <laughs> we did it all. Holy cow! We ran out of pages in that book." <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Day, actually, there is the St. Louis Aquarium is opening for the first time. Oh. So makes makes me wonder what the sharks will be up to. Probably the same thing the bears are That's up to. That's what I'm thinking. That's they got a they got a reputation to maintain. The sharks will be swimming up to each other saying, Hey, you know what yesterday was? They'll say what? I'll say nothing. <laughs> I don't know. We're sharks. No. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I ate a lot of fish. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> my shout outs, of course, to my co hosts. To, to Mark and to Joe, uh, may you find wonderful times with your families this holiday season. Don't forget to come back for January. I got to imagine the January, what we got in, is the best one of the year, right? Yeah, sometimes. I, I never really do well with the hobby in December because I don't have money to spend on me. And my family doesn't know what I have, so they don't buy it for me either. But That's a good point. Yeah, so so probably the February one will be all right. Buy something you want, Mike, and just leave it around and see if someone wraps it. <laughs> or you can wrap it and put a card on it that says it's from Santa. 
Well, that's a good idea. Sure, we'll or go. Or the that's, that's me getting one step closer to being institutionalized. I got to think finding you a beachhead every Christmas could not be that hard, right? No. We got to get we got we got to get the forces up so you can challenge Adam Riches and the Royal Guard phalanx of doom yeah, that he's but, got brewing down there. But frank, frankly, my nine have already an, way too much class for them to handle. I mean, it's the that's Royal, probably true. The Royal Guard for crying out loud! It's Cobra Lop. Whatever. Yeah, I don't e- point. I, I'm not even one of the haters on Cobra Law anymore. I was as a kid. I've kind of come around on them too, but. You know, eh. kind of the reverse of the point we made about Joe's October Guard quest. Like, who doesn't have a couple Royal Guards they want to get rid of? Yeah, yeah, I do. Next time I see Adam Riches, I might be giving him some, giving him a gift. I don't know. Depends if I've got it with it. He's writing hate mail right now for the besmirching of the Royal Guard. I I may owe it to him as tribute. But uh, when I was, because when I, I mean, when I was down at CoilCon a couple months ago, I did give Brian Kaufman a crystal ball. Oh. See, that's where you should be saying phrasing. That's where the phrasing comes in. That's how no. that works. No. Look, I, I can only, I can only teach. I cannot make you learn. Right. But also give shout outs uh, to, to Rob, who provides our rack time segments when G.I. Joe comics are on the shelves. Uh, to the rest of my family, brother and sister-in-law, Jim and Nikki. To my sister, Katie, who is still in Paris. Uh, my folks, my, my dad and stepmom, Jim and Sharon. Uh, to all of you listening out there at home. Uh, you do this month after month, year after year. We've been at this almost nine years now for What's on Joe Mind. So thank you all for your continued support and patronage and Go buy a freaking T-shirt to your folks' families, who I have met a, a good chunk of Joes, and they're nuts. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they deserve it for putting up with you. So yeah, you know, but you know, it's a Friday night and they're making a sacrifice. They could be doing stuff. You could be doing stuff with them, but here you are hosting what's on Joe Mind and laughing about bears having sex. Friday night. You know, truthfully, as we get older, gathering up and joking about bears having sex, yeah, that's really not bad. That's that's not bad as Fridays go. That's what I did last Friday. <laughs> yeah, but you got kids, man. That's, that, that really limits that's your true. options. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, to our sponsors who continue to, to back us uh, at every corner, it's great when when people are counting on us to help them get the word out and to to be a steward for their their brand and their their hard work and their their livelihoods, um, we appreciate the opportunity to do so there. And uh, really, uh, just just thanks for your time. That's that's your shout out. Everybody gets a shout out in uh, the end of 2019 for the holiday episode. Everybody plays. Everybody wins. Spin the wheel. Anybody got anything else to wrap up? Uh, happy holidays. How's that? Which I always like because it's all inclusive. Whatever you celebrate, have a great one. Yeah, absolutely. And a good New Year's. 
tattoo. Yeah. Don't be a fool and drink too much in public. Drink too much in private like it was intended. But do send creepy fanboy messages. We need more content. (laughs) I don't get enough. Oh, okay. Sure. Because I was going back through some old episodes. I... You've had some good ones just with like with Mark guest hosting. Like I, I can't believe I can't believe we haven't gone back to the well on the guy who wanted you to take sexy pictures with the dog. Yes, that was a weird one. That was bizarre, yeah. man. That 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 is the closest we have come to putting somebody up with cot guy. That is as close as we've come. Yeah. And still no mention of that guy whatsoever. Mm-mm. I might respond back to the drug guy just to see where it goes. Yeah, we we need to know how that we need to know what happens there. I think you know maybe this idea of gym videos might be a way to you know spur more content, but I think it should be like a video of like just maybe like the top like eyebrows up, right? <laughs> While you're you know doing curls or something. And just be like, here it is. So all we can see is like forehead sweat and be like hot, right? <laughs> just make sure whatever you do, stare uncomfortably into the camera, directly into the right. camera at all times. So I, it's just my head. I'm sweating. I'm looking in, intently into the camera and then it pans out and I'm knitting. Ooh, that's good. She's done this before. We are in the virtual room with a professional. Yeah. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. <laughs> Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to What's On Joe Mind. If you have a few dollars laying around and want to support the show, we do have merchandise and T-shirts available at the What's On Joe Mall on Etsy. That is etsy.com slash shop slash What's On Joe Mall. Remember that you can contact us anytime by email at whatsonjoemind at gmail.com, at WOJM Podcast on Twitter, at whatsonjoemind on Instagram, on our self-titled Facebook page, or by voicemail at 262-515-9656. That's 262-515-WOJM. We look forward to feedback, questions for the postdoc, episode ideas, any correspondence from Joe fans. For my co-host, Joe Colton, for our guest host, Mark Weber, this is Mike Rizzari. Have a great evening. Make tomorrow a better day, and happy holidays. Have a good night.
Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>